This is The Union, the intersection between people, apps, and AI. We'll inspire and challenge you as we ask questions, uncover insights, and share inspiring stories about digital ecosystems and automation. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. I'm Scott King, and that is John Michelson. Hey, John. Hey. Uh, John's recently our chief product officer after uh, running Krista Software for some years and uh, is, is, you know, we're always glad to have you, John, because most of our ideas and, and most of our content come from, you know, what you think is going to happen, you know, four or five years from now. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Um, and we're going to talk about the the juxtaposition between how we personally use the Gen AI products, ChatGPT, Bard, what have you, versus um, you know what happens when you bring it inside, right? Because um, the CEOs are are pressuring the technology leaders to, hey, you know, I I used ChatGPT over the weekend. It's really cool. Why aren't we already doing this, right? There's a, it's a great Wall Street Journal article uh, that came out a couple of years ago. The CIOs feel the heat, and and it's really like, hey, we're we're looking at all this, but what you don't understand is, right, is kind of their excuse. Uh, there's lots of articles. The one that McKenzie uh, talks about, you know, culture change and transformation of people and things like that, but. To, to begin with, like why, I mean, you're, uh, you know, you've been CEO a couple of times, you've been on boards of directors. What, what's the conversation at the board level to the CEO and then shoving this down to the tech leaders like the CIO, like, hey, why, why aren't you done yet? This thing's so easy. Yeah, well, so, so when you use uh, ChatGPT or any of the models, personally, you just jump on a website and you say, hey, I want to decline the party to Scott. He was going to, it was a costume party and blah, blah, blah. And, and, it, and it generates something and you're going to, you're going to edit that response just a little bit, copy paste it into an email and go. And then you're going to think, wait, I just use Gen AI to respond to emails. Why don't I go ask my contact center leader to just be getting Gen AI to respond to all our email, inbound emails and we're done. And why isn't that? The, I mean, I just did it. It was so easy, right? I mean, we're, we're, it's a, can we, can we see it at noon? Right. Um, it, it there's a there's a certain understandable euphoria around new tech and and we can always you know give proper credit to Gartner for the hype cycle uh, of of I think best describing that whole idea and we're at the tip of the top of that I think yeah I, um, I think uh, I think we're at the the peak uh, what is it the peak of uh, uh, whatever it is but we're yeah I think I think we're about there yeah yeah so the so the goal, the, the goal uh, obviously is we all do, right? It's not like the contact center leader or the CIO or the supply chain leader or the sales leader. It doesn't want to have that same. And most of them do have even that same experience of this is so, it, it's so easy for me to get something of value out of it that quickly. And it has this ability that, you know, then why not? And there's actually a pretty simple uh, answer to this. The answer is obviously not if I, bring up a bunch of challenges not to do this, that there is unbelievable value, but unbelievable value to be unlocked, but there is a, an approach that's going to work. And there are many that are just going to be a lot of effort and it's going to try to turn your organization into something that it's not. So hopefully we can get to all of that in a podcast timeframe. Um, that 
I, I would summarize the difference, the, that juxtaposition, as you just described it, as you just asked the LLM to do a job of generating an email to decline an invite. And you saw it as 100% of the solution that you had that problem. You did the copy paste on your own and there you go. And you said, okay, Gen AI has got 100% of the solution that I need in order to do this. In reality, in an enterprise context, when you're providing question answer type of capability to an audience, it's less than 5% of the actual effort that is required. Now, how is that? Why is it that it's 100% of the personal, but it's only 5%? You mean the, the, the Gen AI piece is only 5%? That's right. Yeah, okay. But it was 100% in, the, in your declining the invite. How? How can that really be? Well, it's, it's actually quite simple. You already established, when you used it personally, you already established the context. It was in your head. You told it exactly what you were looking for. You gave it the answer. Not, do I go or do I not go? But I need to decline. You gave it the context that it needed, presumably in order to properly decline, right? Uh, and, and you, the human, read that response, thought it was super clever, changed some things very likely, and then put it into an email. So you still had a human in the loop. You didn't really think of it that way, but that's all that, that all happened, right? You think of it as 100% of the solution. It's actually, even in your own personal use, not 100% to go truly end to end. And in the enterprise context, it's way less than 100%. It really is like 5%. And, and the differences are vast, right? So let's, let's just, I will try to skim across the top of these. And then I'll be able to make, uh, drill down on one or two of them, maybe, Scott, as you think the audience would prefer to, to get more. All right. So you're describing the 95, the remaining 95% to us. Exactly. Okay. Long before you, and by the way, we've, we've now helped customers create and we have filled out several RFPs in this very type of motion. The LLM actual questions are one of the 30, right? The LLM itself, and it's really about the evaluation of the appropriate LLM is in a large language model, right? The Gen AI technology and Gen AI as a, as a space is actually embodying an enormous amount of not just large language models or foundation models, it's lots of other AI capabilities and algorithms. It's lots of other content and it's even old fashioned data processing stuff that you got to solve for. But let's get into that. So first, you as, a per, as an individual, you told the model, this is what I need you to do. The, the human who sent you an email or the, or the inbound request from one of your reps to understand the uh, compatibility of two different products in your catalog, whatever it is, that, that context has to be constructed. So you ingest content into a system, not into an LLM, by the way, but into a system that ingestion of content continually reminds us of the, of the challenges of garbage in, garbage out. And the quality of the content plus the quality of the ingestion uh, of that content, tables, images, graphs, obviously text, proper structure of the text, manner of the text, metadata around each file. What about the, the, the relative content, the relative, excuse me, appropriateness of that content relative to other content? All of those things challenge even getting to the right answer. You gave the LLM the answer. You said, I'm declining. You didn't ask the LLM whether to decline or not. You told the LLM the answer. You have to tell the LLM the answer. We don't think of it that way. We think it already knows the answers because we personally sort of gave it the answer that the answer is I'm not going. 
What I need you to do is just construct a nice, elegant way for me to get out of the party. That's easy. I, I'm not demoting the value of, a, of, a, of an LLM. It's really cool stuff. But it's got to first get an answer given to it, right? Um, a perfect example. You want to know the, you want to, uh, I'm the sales manager. I need to know the current pipeline uh, in my region that has a likely to close this quarter so that I, those are things I need to be focused on, right? That's not cash Google results from some period of time before. That's going to be a live invocation of a system. So you're going to be, long before you get to an LLM, you're going to be doing an enormous amount of content ingestion that is very sophisticated work in its own right. You would think if you had it all sitting in PDFs or Word docs or there it is in SharePoint, it is actually a significant amount of work to make sure you've got that right. And it's actually going to expose all the holes in your content, right? You, where humans make, the diff, make up the difference right now. So there's a lot related to content ingestion. There's a lot related to real-time access to information because most of what people, if only all the questions people asked were just a surrogate for a search of existing static content. But of course, they're not. The, the questions that make Gen AI powerful aren't just as easily done with an enterprise Google type search, but to actually go and integrate into the real-time information that people need and marry that with that static information. So I need to know the part, uh, the, the suppliers we use for the product XYZ uh, companion parts. You just pops possibly went into uh, one or two systems because maybe you referenced a particular proposal, the parts on a particular proposal, you, you accessed real-time information through a CRM or a sales order management or what have you. You may have even gone into the uh, supply chain system to get a bill of materials or a bomb right out of, the, out of that particular product. And now you're in static content that is actually the reference material that of those two intersections in order to get that. So I'm going super fast and I apologize if I'm losing people in the process. But what I'm trying to recognize, I'm trying to help you recognize here is, yeah, you can give it the answer and tell it to give me a clever way to, 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 to provide a response. But the clever answer part in the enterprise, not as easy as I wanted to, I'm just telling you I'm declining. It's a, actually, it's, it's its own significant effort in its own right. And to get the content right, especially when that content becomes significant, you know, you can prompt an LLM with a certain amount of content, but not the entire body of content you have. You've gotta be very thoughtful about what content goes in and what content does not go in. And that is not even just a, oh yeah, I heard about these embeddings things and you just do embeddings. Because uh, frankly, embeddings are very, very poor when there are variations in content and type, tables versus prose, images, uh, small pieces of content versus large pieces of content. Your real-time information is gonna end up typically small bits of information sitting beside very large chunks of information that are produced, let's say, PDFs and Word documents. You got to make sure that all of that stuff gets properly analyzed correctly. Then there's all kinds of AI and there's all kinds of algorithm, algorithm approaches to try to solve for that. But that is all outside the scope of the competency of most organizations. If you're not a big AI shop doing a ton of NLP work like we've done for five, six years now, it's just not in the realm of, oh, we do this so well and we got all of this stuff. But what's happening today a lot is, oh, I downloaded an open source framework that gets me started and now I got a half a dozen developers plus working on it. 
this is where I think we're going worse. This is where I think we're going really, really poorly here because we've just decided we're going to build our own payroll system because we have to calculate taxes. Like, no, no, we do not. Right. You guys, no one running a business. It it does seem like, you know, people would go that direction because they have, you know, a big IT staff. They're used to developing their own software. Um, It makes sense that they would they would try this. But, you know, the the alternatives maybe are are still unknown to them. Right. And well, it's a wide open it's a wide open space. It is early that. And, and you do need to get moving. So, the, so of course, the motivation is all there. And if you don't have, uh, if you don't have a good look at the market of, okay, is there are there ways I can change the approach? If I take the same old software development, let's hand code a whole bunch of stuff and let's solve every one of these problems that has already been solved before. Yet again, instead of borrowing the capabilities and the learnings of others already, you know, the, I, as 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 simply as I could put it. I referenced the payroll system because it's a, it's a pretty obvious choice. It's very hard to imagine someone wanting to go build a payroll system and everybody needs to do payroll. You, you aren't really in the best position if you're trying to do all of this ground up. If you're trying to build all of that 95% bespoke, um, you, you're just signing yourself up for an enormous amount of challenges. And as I said, I referenced the, uh, the, uh, um, sorry, the, uh, RFPs, pardon um, that we've that we've worked on recently, and and it, it's it's just a it's a really good example. Uh, what about re-rankers? What are you doing about you know who's who? What type of embedding engines are you using? What vector databases are you using? And how are you doing X, Y, and Z? And what are your algorithms for this and that? And by the way, most of these most of these RFPs are people just doing Google searches and have no idea what they're even talking about. But they saw this uh, uh, Langchain thing discussion on it, so they decided to put a question in because as soon as I actually address it with them. It, they, you know, you realize they actually don't understand what they're actually even trying to trying to go through. So the people that are trying to even build this stuff, using it all for the first time, not well versed in any of these technologies and approaches, it just seems like a recipe for disaster. And and therefore, you know, you, you know, in in the in time, I think we'll find it's just totally real. It's totally rational to think. I wouldn't build my own platform for doing ERP. I wouldn't build my own platform for doing payroll. I wouldn't build my own platform, name your system. I wouldn't build my own platform for doing generative AI. Don't know why anybody would, uh, if unless that's your business. And if it is, then I hope you're great at it. Um, we, it is our business. We are great at it. Why not borrow the capability that's already there? Um, so so I, I'll try to pause it right there. there because there are, there's just a, an enormous number of things that, Unfortunately, you discover by realizing you're doing, you're delivering bad results. Um, One real simple example, um, very good looking PDF file, completely poor results when you, when you convert it in whatever way you convert it into, into content that then you ingest into that 90 other 95%, right? The content management aspect of this. And then you prompt a model with it and it's giving you bad answers and you have no idea why. And then, then you figure out the reason is because it's very difficult for images, tables, titles, and et cetera in a PDF to actually get correctly st- structured um, into that content repository. And that's a heavy lift. And most of you guys are probably thinking, well, why don't I just put everything in as a PDF? Well, actually, that's unfortunately um, not, the, not the best structure of content. Of course, we have to deal with it and we do the best we can. But that's a long effort of discovery, of, of refinement and all of that stuff. Don't start now and think, 
the pressure on you is, can we have something at noon? <laughs> and you're going to be telling them about how it's hard to ingest PDFs. That's, you know, and why is this thing wrong? Well, uh, well, let me tell you about how portable document format is actually really print document format. And it's actually not designed for, you're going to totally lose your audience. And you're just going to say, why can't I do this? I was able to decline a meeting, uh, uh, you know, so we're fighting the, we've got 95% of the work to do before we ever get to the 5%. And your, and your non-technical audience isn't really going to be that sophisticated at understanding. So when, in, in, in that line of thought, the, the non-technical versus the, uh, versus the technical, how do, like, how do CIOs or VPs of tech, whoever's going to be running this, like, how do they reset the expectation of like, I know, I know you tried this but right and there's all these all these reasons right, right so right. so what are what's some of the like how would you respond to in that type of situation yeah well i guess if you know being a little self-serving i guess play back our podcast here at 0.5 percent instead of 1.5 like i normally do since i'm talking so fast at this particular moment um and 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 use the analogy that we just gave, right? Yes, you can absolutely shove some content in, tweak it yourself, and get it to do something. And that's great that you can. But we in an enterprise have a whole different set of expectations, and accuracy is paramount. Of course, it's not the only one. There's data security. There's the performance of it, obviously, and and the cost because it's free for me to play around with it. But as soon as I put it in front of my entire customer base, you're going to get a bill. Standing up an LLM is a very expensive proposition. Accessing one remotely is not as much at the moment in a, in a few cases because they're eating a lot of cost and losing a ton of money. This is like, pardon me, but Uber all over again. Uber was a tenth the price of the taxi, and now it's more than the taxi was uh, a, a few years ago, right? So we're that 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 eventually has to we we eventually have to support the LLMs that are currently getting their money not through the front door of customers paying for it. And that will happen, right? So, so, so all of these things need to be, uh, you know, you can address them. I would, uh, I would, what I would do is I would focus more on, we're taking a superior approach. We're going to get there faster than our competitors and we're going to move at a faster pace because unlike them, we're not going this, let's build a big software development team. Let's go figure all of this out on our own. Let's go hiring a bunch of data engineers and let's go, let's go, you know, let's go figure out how hard this really is. Let's go leapfrog all those guys and get somebody who's already done this 30 times. And let's be one of the, one of those who are getting the benefit of the continuous innovation of that at a really, really nice pace. Um, of, of course, that, that's, that's, uh, that's with something like Krista and we'd, we'd be happy to, to, to invite you to do that. Even if you are choosing to do this on your own, all I would say is recognize that you're, you're starting a long journey here. You're, 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 you've got a, you've got a very typical software development project with atypical uh, results. You know, LLMs tend to get fickle and not answer the same way. And your users say that the, your software is wrong. And there's all kinds of things that you will have to be sorting through. So I don't envy you the journey. I totally understand it. Um, but I, but I, uh, but I, but I, but I hope you'll look to those who are already producing this solution that you can consume and of course customize as you as you wish. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it, John. Yeah, the 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 juxtaposition between doing it quickly and the hard way versus maybe understanding all of those different requirements you talked about from 
you know, data and performance and accuracy and cost, right? I think the, the cost thing is, uh, it may surprise people, right? Because the, the chat GPT, you know, if you pay for it, it's 20 bucks, right? What's 20 bucks, right? But it's just one person, uh, low number of tokens going back and forth. So it's inexpensive, right. but, uh, but on a grand scale that, you know, those costs so could explode. Scott, this is a absolutely less than 40, 40 hour conversation where through one of our partners, they're deploying this particular solution of ours into their entire customer base, right? And those customers are all coming back and saying, InfoSec says, no way are we going to use a public uh, large language model. And no, we're not even going to use a shared one. You've got to stand up one for us. Well, that in Amazon charges alone is tens of thousands of dollars a month to satisfy their performance volume needs, right? The throughput that they're requiring because they're going to do millions of these transactions, millions of business level transactions, which might mean many LLM level transactions per business transaction. And, uh, and we're talking tens of thousands of dollars in Amazon EC2 charges per month. They just think of it as another EC2 box. Most most data centers don't even have an understanding of how to stand up AI servers because it's not about, of course, they have power and heat challenges in regular servers, right? They have a 10x power and heat problem in AI servers because of how hot they run and how much power they draw. They're, the data center guys are not prepared for being able to stand up at the, all of these kinds of things. And, when they're, and, and of course, the typical large company has probably 60 projects that all are standing up AI servers trying to figure out how they're going to do, you know. Uh, so there is a, there are lots of significant challenges associated with really getting a generative AI right. A platform approach coalescing onto a single stream of effort that is already more mature than you're even thinking and riding that, I just can't see a better way but I sure can't see a whole lot of people going the wrong, I, sorry to say, wrong way or the road, you know, much harder. The, the bumpier the, road, right? It's, yeah. I think the, yeah. the, the road less traveled is going to be the simpler solution. I think most people are going to go the wrong way. Oh, they'll start that way it, yeah. because that's the motion that is known. Right. Um, and, and, and it, and it does make sense. There is a, there is a natural reaction to, we need to deliver a new solution. I need to stand up a project manager and get an architect and start building it. And that, that architect's natural in inclination is software costs money. Somehow they think that they in this next 12 people they're about to hire are free. And I'm going to now deliver this solution, right? And compared to the buying a product, uh, obviously we can't do that, but we did just open 10 or 12 recs for people. So that, so that you know, and by the way, it's not a zero person thing, obviously, to deploy any kind of platform and solution. And you've got to, you've got to, so there is an effort there for sure. There is, and there are people to, to, to bring in the organization to really own this and get this right. But it's an order of magnitude difference, literally an order of magnitude difference, like one is to 10 difference. Um, and we even have customer examples of that, right? We, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned on this blog that we, we were told by uh, a customer they're going from a 250 person hiring plan for next year to a 100 person hiring plan. And the difference was what they saw, they already, they thought they would need to construct and problems they didn't even, they had on the, on the drawing board, but they didn't even know what they were gonna do to solve. They saw solved already, 
And they thought, I can reset my hiring plan based on that. That's a good thing because, frankly, they're not going to get 250 people competently hired in this. There aren't that many people. And, of course, we're going to see the uh, we're going to see the the, the the job requisition that says, hey, you need five years experience with open AI and, <laughs> you know, and yeah. bedrock and blah, blah, blah. Right. When they're when they're literally months mature enough to be used in a commercial context. Um, and I know this has gone uh, long, but I, I hope I hope our audience has appreciated at least the 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 notion that I'm trying to help see why there is this euphoric. It's got to be so simple. I just used it. Why aren't we doing it? And there is a mandate to get this thing delivering value in our organization. And we've got great examples of customers who are doing it with phenomenal results. All that said, just like most things in life, right? We if you if you don't kind of consider thoughtfully how you might best get there, you might take the immediate simple approach that you think or the approach you think is is simple because it's the one you already know. It might not be the right one. And and I think if we're more thoughtful, I think you'll find that there's a fantastic opportunity to leverage Gen AI along with, by the way, again, the 95 percent is dozens of other AI techniques, integration of people and other systems necessary to really pull this off. I think if you're thinking that way, you might actually have, it's not going to be noon, right? It's not a, you know, CEO comes, sees you at, at eight, eight in the morning and you're, and you're done at noon. You would actually have something done at noon, but there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot that goes into this. Most of it's even on the, what is the process? How would we, and who would we give that information to? Those are good questions. And those obviously do take time. All right. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, greater detail, obviously than, uh, than we expected, but it's always great talking with you and I really appreciate it. Um, and until next time. Thanks for listening to The Union. I hope it was insightful and caused you to think about how you can influence technical advancements at your company. Please subscribe to The Union podcast series on your favorite podcast player to listen to past and future episodes. If you have a question for any of us or have a suggestion for the show, please email me at scott at Thanks for listening.